Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. This week we're coming at you with another bonus episode where we partner with BET's original series, 20s. Uh, It airs every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. And I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bed-Stuy Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting ladies yes so this was a really good episode although by the end it left me feeling like oh my god what is happening um so this yeah this episode was you know how i like it which was as soon as i saw the episode title i was like "Mm, this is a little suggestive you know how i like what yeah you're immediately like what 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 about to happen <laughs> Something juicy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Shade, do you want to get us started with the On Better Replies inspired yes, by this episode? Yes, ma'am. So, kicking it off, my first Reddit reply lesbian porn on Reddit reply. Replying. Replying. Some oh. more. Some more. <laughs> I what love. You- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chelsea. No, you. <laughs> I mean, I love a like massage, lesbian massage porn. Um, <laughs> we put this in here though because Hattie's mom in this episode was saying that she was watching lesbian porn, like as research, trying to understand Hattie's lifestyle. And Hattie says at one point, like that that kind of porn is for straight men, right? And a lot of people have said like lesbian porn is not actually indicative of like real lesbian relations and sex and things like that but i do i do enjoy it yeah i definitely think it is for straight men well probably intended for straight men but i rarely watch straight porn i am not a fan of it really because i just think it's like like so aggressive and so like male focused so yes i'm team porn that's actually why a lot of women like lesbian porn for that same reason because it's not like male centered it's centered around like female pleasure it's it can be like hardcore it can be soft more softcore so yeah that makes sense it's definitely not my favorite but i don't hate it (laughs) oh okay so she's like kind of replying she like might leave it on red for a couple hours and then be like oh hey oh yeah i forgot about this i definitely watch it but like it's never my first choice oh yeah no i have my my series that i tap into you know i watch this lesbian porn (laughs) (laughs) if i watch straight porn i'm like I'm having a day or something. I'm like, woo, I'm going out there on the uh, limb. <laughs> you're like, woo, <laughs> you're dumb. Oh my God, what is next, Shade? Yes, next up, I want to know how you gals feel about 
calling your man out on an issue after it happened versus just addressing it in the moment? Read a reply. Okay, I guess this is for me. Oh, shade. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking shade. I mean, I guess. Okay, so um, definitely like to do it in the moment because then he'll try to act like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. So in the moment is the best way. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, the best practice is to call things out in the moment when they happen whether they're with your man or with a friend or whatever. Um, True. But yeah, sometimes you can lose your nerve, I think, too. Yeah, that's why I'm tempted to leave it on red just because sometimes I'm irritated by something, but then, like, later I'm like, oh, no, I was kind of tripping or, like, I blew it out of proportion. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So I try to find, like, a, a good balance of, like, do I call it out in the moment? I guess if it's something ridiculous, I'll just be like, what, what is that? But if it's right. something that I'm like, I guess for me, I'm kind of, I like to ask myself like, why am I annoyed by this? And I like, let it sit for a second. And then I might be like, you know something? <laughs> Do you have a minute to chat? <laughs> That's a very, I think it's funny how type. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. My, my ex sent me a meme and it was like, women conjuring up a problem in their mind and then the next thing is like i have a question (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my god it's me no oh my god what's the next one asking your boss for more work read a reply reply I mean, I like initiative. I think initiative is really important. But you could, you got to know that you can handle what you're taking on. First of all, like don't set yourself up to not be able to deliver. And I feel like depending on, you got to know your relationship with your boss. Agree. And I think through asking for more work, you can also guide the conversation around the work that you're trying to do. Like something that I've recently spoken to a manager about is like, different areas I want to explore and she's like okay like what like what are you interested in let's see how we can like align this so that you can learn more build that toolkit (laughs) the toolkit yeah that's good to make it like a collaborative conversation she does I also like the just finding like a loophole or like a a gray area that your boss or your company might be missing and then just doing some shit on the side like I know you started doing this and I found this really interesting insight and then like using that as a way to ask for more work. But either way, stepping oh, it up is always yes, good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Not right? even like asking, just, just doing it. In general. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? Up next, non-traditional medicines. So like chakra or readings, tarot. I don't know if you want to call that medicine, but like a non-traditional form. Oh, hell yeah. I'm very into a quote-unquote alternative medicine or spiritual practice. I had like a Reiki healing done before 
kind of similar to what happened in the episode where she was, this woman, this healer was like looking for points of tension in my body. And literally I could feel my body like, it felt like there were like electric currents like going through my body. Like it felt very, very real. Um, I'm here for it for certain things. Certain things like Yeah, what? Like if I'm like need a new heart transplant, no, I'm going to go to Western medicine. But if it's something like, oh, I'm having constant back aches or I would definitely try like non traditional medicine first. Okay. okay. I do love acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shadi is Miss Homeopath, though. You tell us, Shah. Yes, I am Homeopath Mommy. Um, I'm all for it. I have recently gotten more and more into tarot because of my roommates, which is not necessarily like a medicine, but just kind of like a spiritual practice. Um, I have not really done like acupuncture, though, or any type of like aura chakra readings. Um, definitely something I'm be open to exploring. Um, and I'm going to plug my friend, Soul Tree Alchemy, if you're in the Bay Area, because they do a lot of really cool classes on like grounding work, sound healing, there's acupuncture. And I feel like it's cool to kind of like incorporate a little bit of both to Chelsea's point. Like if I need a heart transplant, I'm, I'm gonna go and, you know, to the Western doctor and get, get a heart, you know, but other things. I'm open to exploring. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. girl. Okay. Going out with a boss one-on-one for a work event, like when Hattie went to the movie theater with Ida. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say reply. I mean, because you never know. You got to check the tone, though. Does it matter, like, the gender or the vibe? Yeah, like, you got to know what the tone is. Like, I think in the episode, it was genuinely inspiring for her to go to that screening, and she was really hyped to have the opportunity, but, you know, there was a tone. And I think she knew the tone, and she did Mm -hmm. it anyways. Mm, Well, you know, Hattie is messy. So, okay, are we saying then, knowing that there's a flirtatious kind of vibe or an energy, yeah. do you go on a one-on-one outing that's supposed to be quote-unquote work? No. Do you do that? No. On red. If you know that there's a flirtatious energy and, like, that's not your goal, it's different if you, like, want to be in a relationship with the person, but, yeah, no. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if she wanted to be with Ida, then sure. But I'm remembering that there's always all of this talk of, like, the way that that also has ruined other girls' careers, careers. in the past. So that just seems, like, very messy. Oh, God. But the temptation would be so strong. I would reply, come on now. It's me. I would do it. I think my inner messy, messy. wants to do it. Yeah, like, that's what it is for me, the mess. Chelsea. Okay. No, no, no. I, I like said no. You, yeah, but I feel like haven't you kind of, sort of, no, dealt with something like this? No, not with someone who I actually had like a, a vibe with. No, not I a vibe, my... but you felt like someone had a vibe for you. 
No. Okay, okay. I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. I retract. Wait, I'm wondering what you're talking about. Isn't there someone, there was someone in your life you worked with who may have been flirty-ish with you? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, on that note. (laughs) There's someone who's annoying. Okay. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's the bottom line of their annoyingness that I used to work with, but no. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's um, hop into this episode then. So... It opens with Hattie is still at Marie's house and you see that she's got like a new little, I'm a color, like a rebound, a little hoe, maybe. But it's Her name's Soraya. Soraya, that's her name in the episode? Oh, okay. Yeah. I could not see that it was Miguel's girl. Yeah. <laughs> which I loved. She's <laughs> and she bad. has such a cute cameo. Okay, so how do we feel about Hattie bringing this random girl into her friend's living room? Yeah, I know. I had all this thought about, like, house guests, especially when you're not even staying there, and then you're bringing somebody over. That's, I don't Disrespectful. Like that. I don't like that at all. And yeah, would you no, even, no. would you sleep over at, a, like, would you sleep over at someone's house knowing that they were couch surfing? Nah, no. Hell no. That's just not a good look. And I'm surprised by how chill Marie kind of was about it. She was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I was like, wait, you're not tripping? But maybe she's not tripping because it's not Lorraine and she hates Lorraine. She does. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, there's just nothing good about that. Aren't they sleeping on the couch? Like, Yes, literally. It's embarrassing. really not cute. But also on the point about Lorraine, I'm just like, yo, Hattie, what is up with you? I don't understand the dynamic between she and Lorraine yet. I, I don't think we've seen enough, but we did see her tell Lorraine that she loved her, right? But then she's still getting with all these other girls on the side. And I just don't know, like, what is what is she doing? Is she just a fuck girl? Is that what it is? Well, they have a conversation, and Marie tells her that she's just playing with these other girls so she can pretend like she doesn't actually care about care about Lorraine. Because remember, Lorraine is a suspected straight woman who's like just playing around with Hattie. But you know something? I have to retract because I need to remember that Hattie's 24. And when I was 24 living in my weird ass like shared studio, I would definitely like let a friend bring a dude over and like hook up on my couch with no like not no care in the world that's why i'm telling y'all marie's if they like were 39. living there it's different if you guys are all sleeping over and you have a wild night yeah and that's different than someone couch surfing not paying any rent and bringing people into your house i still think i might have at 24 again been a little bit more chill about it than i am now so i don't know you know what I know when I when you first asked a question or when we first started talking about it, I was like, in a past life, I don't say I wouldn't say I would go. Actually, shit, in a past life, I might have gone to somebody's house too. They were couch surfing, but I'm talking like <laughs> college, past life, like just 
because people don't have no place of their own anyway. It's like to be expected type shit, right? Um, I'm definitely a little more lax with people doing things in my house than I am about doing things in other people's houses, though, which is kind of interesting. But I don't know. On the subject of Hattie, I want to see more with Lorraine. Like, I hope she just confronts her. Like, in the next episode, can we just see, like, what's good between the two of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but also in this kitchen, right, where we see that Hattie has had this girl sleep over the night before, we see Marie confronts her man about that weird exchange that happened at that party in the past episode, where we were sort of suspecting, like, was there some flirtation going on there where this server, like, passed him a business card? Um, I thought that the way that she approached it was so interesting. It wasn't, it was like confrontational, but it was, it seemed to like suggest that they've had these conversations in the past or something. Um, and I felt like she was more so pressed about it being like he was flirting with someone else than it being like, are you gay? I don't know. How did you all read the situation? I don't know. I didn't think it was a big deal that he got someone's card. I didn't perceive it as flirting in the first place. It's L.A. Everyone's trying to get someone's card and come up. But um, she seems to have some sort of insecurity because he said everyone hits on him. Yeah, that was my thing, too. Like, he's like, everyone flirts with me. Like, guys, girls, like, I don't know what to tell you. And then, like, goes into his whole spiel as to, like, why that guy was talking to him but yeah it was kind of weird like I guess you rarely would see someone like call their partner out their straight heterosexual partner or whatever I don't know because the spectrum again but again they're in a heterosexual relationship and she calls him out for seemingly flirting with a man but it doesn't seem like she's like oh like are you trying to talk to dudes or something? She was more so just generally annoyed by him flirting, which makes me think, like, is there something in the past that may have happened here? Yeah. Totes agree. But I also like that the tone wasn't on the, like, why are you talking to another man? I thought that that felt, like, fresh. Because I think other narratives would have been way more tempted to just be like, ooh, is he yeah, on the yeah. down low? Like, yeah. you know? And it's a little like, okay, like, come on. So I like that it was a lot more open. Um, but I do agree. Something is going on. There's a backstory here. And the insecurity point makes a lot of sense, too, actually. Yeah. So then after we move from the scene to the, from the kitchen, we're back on the sound stage with the three amigas, Marie, Nia, and Hattie. And... Hattie's mom just FaceTimes her without giving her any text or notification. How do you all feel about your parents just FaceTiming you? My parents don't know how to use FaceTime. So okay. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. I'm dead. I mean, that's my life. My I FaceTime my parent, my mom all day long and I have no problem with that. She that's just how it is. And I'd be like, hey, girl, what's up? I feel like, okay, I feel like you FaceTime your mom, but it's different when they FaceTime you unannounced. Well, no, it's vice versa. Like, I FaceTime her all day. She FaceTimes me all day. She'll FaceTime me during work hours. If I can answer, I answer. If I can, I can't. If I'm out with friends, I'll answer. I don't don't care. Because if I can't speak to her, I just won't answer the phone. 
my mom gets so tight if I don't answer her calls. Okay, but anyway, so they're talking and Marie's mom is really not understanding her creative career path. She's like, I didn't send you to school to like get some woman's coffee, which I really related to um, just having a mom that doesn't always understand like why you're not a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, I had a moment with that too because I have friends that work as personal assistants and they, I just think it's kind of like, it's a, it's a thing that, that a certain generation is not going to understand. And um, yeah, like I think if Hattie is smart, she has plans to parlay this in ways for herself. But it's, a, it's partially that conversation and just conversations that, that she's been having throughout the season so far that make her decide to go to Ida and ask for more responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she walks up in her office and she says she wants to do more. And then yeah. Ida gives her this crazy assignment to go look up something about some flat iron murders, which whole time I thought was about flat iron, like the neighborhood in New York. But I think <laughs> it was about flat irons. Like it hair. was definitely about flat irons because when she called for the actual paperwork, it was Walter versus the the California Board of Cosmetology. Cosmetology. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody got beat up with a flat iron. Wait, but before we get to that, can we just finish the conversation on the soundstage? Because Nia also had a pretty important moment where she told the ladies that she is going to step back into her purpose of acting and go on an audition. And they Mm -hmm. roasted her ass when they found out that it was for a web series. Marie was going hard. At first I was like, damn, Marie. And then Hattie was like, being quiet but then when she left they both were kind of like cutting her ass behind her back and it seemed like marie was like i don't know marie seems like that friend that's like gonna like push you and then will fall back and support you and hattie is like the opposite where she's like oh yeah and then behind your back she's yes. like oh uh-uh, girl that ain't yep, it yep. i saw yet another character flaw of hattie's in that scene i was like why weren't you talking any shit in front of nia's face and as soon as she walked away you talked about how shitty the web series is going to be i mean i also think that that web series shit was their own thing like i think i think that conversation goes back to what we've been talking about a lot with this show it's like what's good enough for black people in entertainment and like what's considered reputable enough, what's important enough, what has enough status. So I thought that their whole take on the web series thing was them being really frankly like bougie and corny because I love a good web series, first of all. And like I think it gives black creatives like a lot of autonomy and it doesn't matter. Like like Nia was just putting her foot out there. So I just, I don't know. I found all of that just to be them being like, petty and snobby about industry shit and like less to do with Nia in particular and honestly it just speaks to kind of the steps to get somewhere like I feel like Marie is kind of pretty comfortable Hattie is just starting out and Nia is just stepping back into it and that's kind of a step that you have to take you have to deal with these directors who think that they're Steven Spielberg or Spike Lee and they're not yet maybe one day they will be but and you know kind of feed their ego about their little projects because you want to get some more you know experience under your belt and you want to get more things on your reel but it's it's the name of the game facts and if we're not gonna shit on hattie for having 
an assistant job, then don't shit on Nia for doing the web series. That part. Bloop. Uh, <laughs> Bloop. But what about Nia when, when she goes to the audition? Yeah, I thought that was really very interesting. I mean, partially, it's what you were saying too, right? Like, So Nia's online behind two also like brown, chocolatey girls. By the way, can we just talk about the way that that show was called Chocolate Bedtime Stories? CBS. Oh, yes. <laughs> I That's the web series. <laughs> That's the name of the web series. Um, but she sees these girls online, and you can tell she's like really kind of excited to be there, a little nervous, like she's back in the game. Um, I love that she spoke to the girls in front of her and the initial tone was like warm and cool. Like I thought that they were going to be bitchy at first, but it's very mm-hmm. relaxed. And I think she's just asking them about like, you know, what brought them out here to audition for this. And they're just like, oh, I'm not actually excited to do this role. Like we just do it because it's the name of the game. We know nobody's actually going to want to pick us up and hire us or give us an agent. Like we're the dark skinned girls, essentially. Yeah, and I think even further than that, they're just new actors, and that's just, like, what you do. Like, even when they're like, are you SAG? And they're like, and she's like, no. And they're like, yeah, the project's non-union. <laughs> it's, like, even speaks further to the, right. to the level of project that she's working on. Yeah, it's a part of the, the game. And I love that the girls even said, like, I think she... I think Nia asked, like, so then what do you, why do y'all keep doing this? Like, what are you doing here? And they're like, you know, we're living the dream, which is, like, a little bit, like, disillusioned. But, yeah, it's a part of it. Yeah, um, and I think it's also real because, like, people go to L.A. and they're just like, I'm going to be discovered. And it's yeah. like, no, you still have to, like, you know, work hard and maybe you'll be discovered. But, like, you still have to put in that work, you know? It just, just doesn't happen. Well, I love when it, like, pans to her auditioning and... Um, for one, those three men were it. Oh God, it was just so. It was such a good scene. Like it's very real. They did it so Let well. Let me tell yeah. yeah, and then she's like, um, it goes like black and white, and I'm like, okay, shorty about to kill it. Like, oh shit! Like I was really excited. I didn't think they were gonna like play her like that. And then, like, not even a minute in, like maybe forty seconds in, it's like, okay, thanks, no. And I was like, oh shit. Damn, yeah. they really not gonna give her this moment. Yo, when it went to black and white, I'm like, did I get fooled by the movie magic? Because I was like, damn, this is amazing. But like, <laughs> was it actually? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they didn't give her a chance. Yeah, right. But I thought that that even showing her getting cut off right in the middle, it was just so like humbling. And she's like realizing, like, oh shit, okay, I'm about to get back in this game. Like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good scene. But then it pans to Hattie trying to get this these court documents for uh, Ida. And she's I like love on the part. phone. She's calling every like <laughs> office to get these legal documents. And like seemingly white people keep answering the phone. And she's like, hey, I'm like, I work on the show Coco's Butter. And they're like, what? Like none of them have any clue what she's talking Shorty about. Shorty said, I have oily skin. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, she gets on a call with someone that sounds like a black man, and his name is Demanuel. And he is a huge fan of the show. Like, he's standing for the show. He wants insiders, like, inside scoop of what's coming up this season. And he agrees to get Hattie the court documents and break some rules for her. 
I thought that was so funny when he answered the phone. I was like, oh, it's a black man. He about to hold it down. Like before he even started talking, as soon as he said hello, I was like, oh, she's good. That's also kind of true. Like if I'm at, if I'm like getting on a plane, like a Delta flight, shout out to Delta. Maybe they'll pay us. But anyways, if I get on a Delta (laughs) flight and the, and the gate agent is like a black person, I always feel like I can try something like, uh, can I get an upgrade? Can I get something? Yeah. Can I move my seat? And sometimes they really hold it down. Hell yeah. If I get like a customer service person on the phone that sounds like a black auntie, I start kicking. It's yep. happened time and time again. And I've gotten all kinds of things. It's just, it was very real and it was hilarious. But I thought it was so interesting how all of those white people had never heard of her before, right? And I think mm. it reconnects to this idea about like, when have you arrived as a, as an artist, as a black entertainer and like who your work lands with? Cause Hattie kept being like, how you don't know this and that? You've never heard of this amazing show, right. this really popular thing. And they're so clueless. And that's know. real too. I feel like there's like celebrities and stuff that we almost like look at as icons and for a white person, they probably have no idea. Like Lorenz Tate. Oh my God, iconic. Right, there could be white people watching Power that don't realize that Lorenz Tate is like... I don't even think white people watch Power. <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's they definitely not a white show or else they would have had an Emmy by now. But that's So similarly, me. right, you could be calling up like, I work on Power. They would not have no clue. Exactly. And it's like a cult But I also think it's interesting how while Hattie is like, you know, trying to get these court documents, she's running all all around town. Ida's like, get me some tampons. And she goes into the pharmacy and this guy is like not sure what to call her. He's like, hey, man, uh, I mean, are you trans? Are you non-binary? Are you genderqueer? And Hattie's like, I don't even know what that shit means. (laughs) You know, I thought that was hilarious and very true to like the tone of conversations right now. Like everybody wants to like not say the wrong thing, you know? Um, and it was interesting to see him like really trying though. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was nice to see him. So then Hattie runs to the court office and runs into this security guard. My was favorite hilarious. part. Yo, when she called him Poppy, <laughs> she said, I always like a little tomboy. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. And she's like, okay, uh, Poppy. And he's like, ooh, Poppy. <laughs> like, let me get your number. I thought he was going to ask to kiss her low-key. And I was like, ah! that Oh, been that would have so been easy. sus as hell. No, I thought that was so funny. So, yeah, so the 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 guy on the phone, what did you say his name was again? Should have took notes. Demanuel. My notes are very detailed. Demanuel. It's like, come on down to the courthouse, girl. I'm going to give you these files. But she got to go and get the tampons. So by the time she gets there, the courthouse is closed. So she starts flirting with the security guard who's trying to get her number. I just, I died. I died. That shit was hilarious. And honestly, it made me start, like, it made me a few parts in this episode. That part and then also um, her and Ida in the upcoming scene, like, She's kind of facing some, I don't know if Me Too is the right way of putting it, but like some Mm -hmm. sexual misconduct. And it's cool seeing it like in this way because she's not 
necessarily, you know, a helpless girl or like wearing a short skirt or whatever other way that you want to depict that kind of situation? Well, yeah, I think a lot of this episode actually is about the way that people are responding to her gender, like even the expanse or her gender expression, I should say, and her like, um, like androgyny or mask presenting thing, like the dude in, in the, the pharmacy, that whole conversation is like a commentary on how she presents. And then this security guard is like high key fetishizing her by the way that she presents. And I think that Ida is also turned on by that in, in, um, in Hattie as well. Like, I think, I don't know, watching it, I was like, this to me screams to this like inherent like, curiousness that straight girls have, even thinking about Lorraine. Like, I think all, all three of us have been attracted to like some like androgynous, soft stud women before in our lifetime. And I don't know, it was just very interesting to see how people are responding to her. Sure yeah. have. Where I'm really happy is seeing some initiative from Hattie. I think she's starting to come into her own. Like she, I think something, I can't remember exactly when this happened, but she's like getting a smoothie for Lorraine and that's where the whole, you know how I like it even comes from. Cause she's like, get me a smoothie. Like, you know how I like it. And she's like, oh, it needs more protein. And while she's like ordering the smoothie, she's on the phone and she's like running around and she's multitasking and she's starting to find her groove and I think that that's so dope because like everyone has to hustle but you like it's a difference between like smart hustling and just like being stupid and I think she's starting to like figure it out so I'm very proud of her progress by episode four yeah you're right she's definitely you know getting in control finding a way to like handle her business. I was definitely cheering her on actually. I was like, go off Hattie. The other black girls texting yeah, but... me trying to drag you, but I just was brass to the occasion. I was feeling this way until the end of the episode where like she gets invited to go to the to a premiere of a small film, I think. And I just clearly being inappropriate in my opinion. And Wait, I feel more. like Hattie is going to try to use this as a way to climb up. When do you think that, where did you see Ida being inappropriate? Specifically when she in the held movie her theater? Hand in the movie theater? When she like was holding her hand? Oh, I wasn't sure if they were really holding hands. Okay, that is what was happening. I was like, is that what's happening? looked like it to me and if it wasn't a full hand hole she definitely was like rubbing her hand yeah i thought it was just like very close yeah and there was a lot of tension in the whole scene Ooh, that was intense and yeah and then afterward okay what no i was just gonna say even the way she said when she ordered the smoothie and was like you know how i like it was like like, yeah so fucking suggestive and it was very suggestive and she just keeps giving her the eye yeah, and how do you pick her, the newest person, to take to the movie premiere? Like, that's already some strange favoritism um, that isn't really warranted. Like, I don't know. It was well, weird. I thought it was because she had gone and, like, did all that work to get those files, and then they cut them. And she, maybe she was like, you know what? I see you tried to do something here. I'm going to throw you a bone. I mean, that's what that would be if it wasn't that she was trying to fuck Hattie or do something with Hattie. But 
Yeah. Okay, know. and then what about when Hattie meets the young writer Alicia, the woman whose movie premiere that they went to, and Hattie's like complimenting her. Meanwhile, Ida's like, "You took too long to develop the characters. Seeing the first act was so slow." Yeah, I think that was a little. For me, that was a little inappropriate. Really quick, back to the hand-holding scene. I literally was covering my eyes because I had secondhand embarrassment and I couldn't watch. But um, <laughs> I think Wait, that... Wait, secondhand embarrassment for Hattie or Ida? For both. Ida. I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I thought they were about to like touch each other. I, so I just I just couldn't, I couldn't watch. But I think that Hattie was a little inappropriate in that moment because she's like, oh... She literally says, like, you're doing the work I wish I could be doing. And it's like, how are you going to say that in front of your boss, girl? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that clap back or, like, that, like, criticism that Ida was giving the, the writer was just jealousy. Yeah. But, that, and um, it could be, it could be jealousy that, hey, maybe she doesn't have to be put in a box in the same way that Ida has to be. Hmm. Yeah, like maybe. Ida perhaps. is a black writer. It, maybe right. it's different. Right, right, right. And we do remember that Hattie had previously dragged Ida's work on Twitter, and then here she is, like, doling out praise to this other writer-director. Um, yeah. I also had to, like, kind of... I don't know if check myself is the right way of putting it, but I was just imagining if Ida were a man how different I would have reacted versus Ida not being a man. I think she was like super inappropriate, is definitely taking advantage of her position as um, Hattie's boss and as a successful person in the business that Hattie wants to be in. And it's it's really creepy and gross. No, you're right. If it was a man, it would be weird. I even thought when she gave Hattie that blazer, was such like a interesting moment. Like Hattie doesn't know which way to like put it on her body. And I think Ida's like getting off on like her being like innocent and like a little unexposed or whatever. And it just adds to her whole power trip thing. And that's a thing we see with men in like TV and film all the time, right? Like a man is like putting a necklace on a, a girl or like buying her a dress and looking at her body in it or telling her she needs to wear this or wear that, right? It's a similar kind of like power trip thing i don't know but i also think that hattie seems like she's kind of with it right i think hattie is only with it because hattie likes shortcuts oh oh shit we gonna say all that yeah that's not the way to like become find your success is like i don't know i i would not be okay with that like hattie should have moved her hand hattie can like still remain professional and distance herself from that kind of stuff um, I don't know. It's just another character <sighs> flaw there, Hattie. I don't. I think that Hattie is genuinely curious to see, like, you know, she want to take that down. I think she wants to experience that. Yeah, but that's not smart, Hattie. I know, You're trying to be a writer. Smart. You're trying to have like a a real name in this game. Like, it's not smart to just. I don't know. It's not smart at all. And I was gonna say, you know, now we're talking. The show's called Twenties. Like, are these the like? Like, you know, not thoughtful decisions that somebody might make in their 20s. But if she's trying to play the long game, yeah, she could be blacklisted. Literally, people keep warning her about it over and over and over again. Exactly. Mm, The allure, though, because 
I don't know if this is tricky, tricky. It can only keep getting more messy from here. Yeah. Damn. I'm just going to have to, like, have my eyes closed for the rest of the season. Because <laughs> I can't watch it. It makes me so uncomfortable. No, it was a little, like, uh, a little cringe. And then the episode ends so abruptly, too. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what's about to happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, mm. death cringe. Um, and that was really the end of the episode. What do you all think is going to happen next? I think because it ended so abruptly with them in the movie theater, like, I wonder if it's going to just extend from this day. And now we're going to see them at Ida's house doing something. Maybe she tells Hattie she needs an errand run for her or something. I don't know. That's about to get super messy. Something's going to escalate between Ida and Hattie. I'm putting my money on that. I think Marie was really absent from this episode, so I expect her to come back in a bigger way for the next one. I'm not sure with what. I know stuff is like still really interesting with her career, but I want to know more about her relationship. And I want to see Big Sean come back. And I mean, there's just so many possibilities. I don't know what y'all think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hattie, be smarter, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, something's definitely going to develop with Hattie and and Ida. Uh, I feel like there was like a big cliffhanger on this episode. So the next one, they like they have something is about to go down. So with that being said, I would not miss episode five, y'all, because shit is about to pop off. But um, unless you guys have any more thoughts, I can read our what would you do? Yes, read it. <laughs> read it. Um, okay, so I don't have a name. Again, I, I respect y'all's anonymity. Just for fun, I'm going to name her um, Samantha. Hi, ladies. I am so excited about what you are doing. This mini series is so fun and I love hearing your perspectives. I'm new to your show, so I need to go back to the pilot because y'all are hilarious and my new besties in my head, especially during this stay inside Corona crazy. I feel you, sis. So from watching the show, I'm starting to think some of my dating habits are a little problematic. I identify as a straight woman, but I totally think there's a spectrum and people can explore but I find myself dating a lot of lesbian women, and when they want to get serious, I completely retreat, shut oh, down, no. <laughs> and move on to the next. People joke that dating women is like hetero dating on steroids, but I don't know if I'm falling back because it's moving too fast or because I just want to fool around and not be serious. Am I wrong for this? What do y'all think? Oh, I feel like that last part of the question was really important. Like, are you disappearing because you're not ready for something serious or because you're not ready for something serious with a woman? If you, I would be curious if like a, a man came at you, like ready to get committed, would you have the same sort of pause? And if not, then you need to stop playing with these girls' feelings. It's not cool. I'm also confused how you consider yourself a straight woman, but you keep dating women. 
So, like, are you playing with people on purpose? Like, I don't know. See, I think this goes back to that, like, inherent by curious thing. And, like, yeah, like, just being curious about it. Like, I wonder if she's, like, a pillow princess beyond anything else, which means, like, she's not even actually, like, pleasuring the woman, just receiving pleasure. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with if that's how you and your partner have agreed to have sex. Um, But I'm just saying you seem to need a little bit more like introspective work. If you're saying that you're single, but you date women, it's not like, oh, I've tried. I mean, you're saying you're straight, but you date women. It's not like, oh, I've tried it once. But like you, it seems like you like girls. So like why? I don't know. I guess labels don't matter. But like, why are you putting this straight woman label on yourself? I know. Now that makes me wonder if it's more like a societal kind of thing or if she's feeling like... Right. Like, are you afraid to admit that you like girls or... Right. Well, some people hate to say that they're bi or don't like the term bi because bi gets such a bad rap. So maybe that's part of it. Um, And yeah, the label thing can be confusing. But I agree with Glenn where it's like, maybe like just regardless of gender, what are you looking for in a relationship? Are you looking for something serious or are you just trying to have fun? If you're just trying to have fun, then I think to piggyback off of what Chelsea said, you just have to have that clear conversation with your partner and like establish like, yo, we're chilling, like that's it. And then let that be that. But if you are looking for a relationship, but then you constantly find yourself in relationships with women that you don't want to get serious with, then it's like, do you want a relationship? I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know, girl. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think um, we as humans just can be nicer to each other because at the end of the day, you're in these relationships with these lesbians who it seems like you might you might either be lying to yourself or leading them on. And if it's the latter, that's not fair. Like there are people. Not you know what? Fair. I will give a personal example because I think I've actually done something like this myself. I was dating a couple guys and I found that I did this twice that like I fell into like situationship relationship type stuff where like we were talking more like romantically and like I liked that feeling of just being like adored and like wanted but like I knew I wasn't gonna really date them or like take it seriously and I should have just been like this is not about to happen one of them I actually did and he just like was consistent and persistent about like maybe I can change your mind but and I still then like fed into the girlfriend experience because it was like comfortable and easy but whole time I was like I'm not about to date you like I'm really just trying to smash and I gotta say these things so that you don't stop having sex with me oh my god that's so fucked up but I realized that that was wrong so yeah I know I I was gonna insert there like what did you like the attention did you not want the attention to go away I think that's why a lot of people get themselves in like situationship type stuff like they just want the attention they also enjoy being in, in the the girlfriend experience or giving the girlfriend experience but they also are like whoa commitment chill i don't even (laughs) like you like that 
I've been there too. All in all, think about the other person's feelings and how you would feel if you were in that situation. And then it's going to come back to you, sis. Yeah, you made yourself to have honest conversations. I mean, I get everyone makes mistakes. The fact that you're even are like, hmm, I feel like the way I'm moving is a little problematic, I think is the first step. Because sometimes you're in shit and you're moving funny and you don't even realize that you're moving funny. So you've already got step one down. I wouldn't say that. I would say that like you. No, I'm saying you. some people don't. No, no. A lot of people don't care. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I thought you're saying she doesn't care. I think no. that you like coming out and being like, mm, I think I'm being problematic is the first step. So now just like take a pause. Don't like get lost in the sauce because you like just want to get some good head and like just fall back for a second and figure out what you're doing. And then you have to have those honest, uncomfortable conversations if, you know, you do start getting into it with someone and they're trying to move faster than you want to move. Yeah. That's a fact, girl. Okay. I don't know. I'm like, I probably watch too many horror movies, so I really don't really play with people like that. Or at least I, I try not to. Because, I don't know, you just never know. You don't want someone to come kill you. You don't want someone to beat you up and, like, send their <laughs> ten cousins to jump you. Oh, my it's like, God. I don't, I don't get involved in stuff like that. I'm trying to live righteous. The world is about to end, and I want to go where I need to go. You know what I'm saying? Was this 20-something, young 20-something Josie's perspective? No, and that's why I've evolved. And that's why I'm giving you my perspective as a mid-20-year-old. And they've given you their late 20-year-old experiences. But I'm just saying, think twice, sis. Think twice. Facts, facts. Facts, B. Um, Are we ready for the black girl doing shit battle? Yes. All right, who y'all got? You guys need a new song. Who y'all got? Nia. Okay. I give it to Nia because... Oh, I'm giving my explanation. I give it to Nia because Nia is getting back in there in her career. She's willing to do the work. And even when her friends were being shady, she didn't let their opinions sway what she wants to do and what her goals are. And she went on her audition and did it anyways. And I think she will start taking classes. She will improve. And I really see it for Nia. And she has a great positive attitude. I agree. I do agree. I do like that she didn't seem like defeated by that rejection. And she was like, I'm still doing this. Um, However, uh, I want to give it to Hattie. Although she's being a hot ass. <laughs> I really liked watching her take some initiative. And as we were talking about, like having more control over her job, just seeming more like, you know, she's able to balance. And um, I don't know, her asking for more work. I really respected that. And she really did everything she could to like make it happen. Now she is being real messy with Ida, but I do think, you know, what are your 20s without some mess? Although it's really, it could be detrimental to her career. We do acknowledge that. But hopefully she like gets out before it gets too crazy. And I just want to acknowledge the initiative that she did take in this episode. I'm giving it to Hattie as well. Um, Chelsea's probably like, yeah, Chelsea's like, what the f-? 
Punk. But I'm giving it to Hattie this episode because I really enjoyed the way she, you know, walked in the room, asked for more. She had a little slip up by asking, like, where would I find that? Because it was like, girl, you know she's not about to tell you. But then she made it work and she did, she took everything that was thrown at her and whole time she could have been like, now I got to get this bitch a smoothie and tampons. I can't do it. But she made it work. And I really liked how she added her little flair to the way that she moved. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I think a lot of our black girls doing shit that we've big upped in the past episodes have had like high moments, but then also some low moments within the episode. So I'm giving it to Hattie. I agree, right? Like things are messy. It's not going to be perfect. That's a really good point. Um, so going back and looking at wow, the ladies, Nia gets no credit. Wow. I, I, I said I, wow. I, I gave Nia credit. I really, I I fucked with it too. Um, for sure, a hundred percent. Um, I think I even gave it to her last episode. Actually, damn, no, I didn't. Okay, wait. Let's look at the the tallies right now. Guess who's tied? There are three people tied right now. Give us the results, sister. Well, Hattie, Marie, and Nia are tied, which I think is kind of cute. Interesting. Yeah. They each have three. Um, I think you're trying to make Hattie win, though. I'm not. You just give her points for no reason. She hasn't gotten any points since episode one. It's about time that she came back. This was like her redemption episode. Kind of. Was it? She's about to <laughs> fuck her boss. Anyways. I agree. Um, <laughs> you know. Well, thanks for listening, you all. Uh, this has been another bonus episode with BET's original series, 20s, airing every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Central. And our episodes will air every thursday yes yes (laughs) (laughs) and for regular black girls texting episodes where we cover everything from your baby daddy issues to just kidding (laughs) we don't have any of those uh professional advice to you know everything uh our episodes drop every wednesday yes and thank you guys for listening to these bonus episodes and supporting us Please continue to send in your what would you do's via email to hello at Black Girls Texting or in the DMs or in the comments. Um, Like, subscribe, tell us how much you are enjoying this because we're really having fun like going through this series with you. And this is definitely something that we want to continue to do as, you know, there's more black content coming out. So we need your support. Yes. So follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Texting, and you can follow 20s at 20s, all spelled out, B-E-T. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.